0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one
2: serving you. Speaking of uh, the final four, this from Washed Up Guy, he's our senior advisor to the Morning Drive. Okay. Okay. That's uh, that's uh, proclamated by me. Uh, it's not something that he sought, or uh, I think he's accepted. He's accepted that role. Uh, I attended the very first big stadium final four in the Astrodome, which was in 1971. Paid eight dollars for my ticket. I wasn't able to go to another men's final four until Minneapolis, and in that game, some really some usual suspects were in the final four, at least at that point in time. UCLA won. They won their seventh NCAA championship. It was their eighth Final Four. They beat Villanova. That uh, runner-up status was eventually vacated because of uh, misdoings by Villanova. The uh, most outstanding player, the MOP, was actually from the losing team uh, from Villanova. And then uh, Kansas and Western Kentucky uh, were also uh, in that Final Four. In those days, they played a consolation game. The last consolation game that they played was, I believe, 1985. I went to the 86 Final Four in Dallas, and there was not a consolation game in that game uh, for that year, although both teams were at the national championship game, if you can imagine that. So reluctantly, I think both teams were were there, both teams that uh, lost. That would have been LSU and Kansas, that was a game that uh, Louisville won. They had uh, Purvis Ellison, uh, and they beat Duke. Uh, Duke had uh, Jay Billis, who's now the ESPN guy, and uh, Johnny Dawkins um, uh, was on was on that team as well. Uh, this from the Yates Foreign Center chat line. Uh, we have young kids on our team that need the experience play, Dan and Dallas. Yeah, I heard uh, Aaron Dickens talking about this yesterday, uh, Matt, and I, I agree with it. Um, you know, when it comes to... Basketball and postseason play and extra practices. I mean, these kids practice all the time. I mean, they, 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 there's opportunities to practice, whether legally or illegally, basically year-round. So it's unlike um, football and those extra 15 practices or whatever they get, uh, where you're playing, very, basically the, the young guys during those practices, the extra practices really don't mean much at this point in time.
1: No, I don't think it's it's a practice thing. I, I, now, I think if 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 you wanted to make the argument for just for the game atmosphere, I think you could. But I'm with you. I think they, you know, practice plenty at at this point in their career as being a D1 collegiate athlete.
2: Well, not only that, but I mean, you look at how many games they have played. I mean, it's not, you know, some of these guys right have not played as as many, but as much. But I mean, you've played 30 games at this point in time, and I mean, if you're going to be in one of these tournaments and you, you want to win, so. You're not necessarily going to just you know play your young guys to give them an opportunity to to get some to get some minutes. Uh, we get this nit is better than nothing. I agree with that. More practices. We just addressed that. More games for this young team can only benefit. And hey, maybe a couple of more home games. Right? More revenue and entertainment for us fans. If given this only option, then sign me up. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. Uh, and I think that's that's what's going to happen. My understanding is the arena has been told to prepare for both the men and the women to host games um, after the, uh, the Big 12 tournament so it would be not next week but the week after uh, I think you would expect some, some uh, men's and women's games to be uh, here in, uh, in Lubbock and then you go, then you go from there uh, there's only one senior on this team super senior that he is Kevin O'Banner so he'll be honored tomorrow uh, and then you kind of wonder who's coming back, right? And that's that's the the point that I with that the NIT and, and getting you know
1: players more practice, more experience. However, you want to you know justify it, but who's coming back on the team and, and, <laughs> and getting them experience just to possibly leave? I mean, you don't
2: know. You don't know who's coming next year. With well, and, and the other question is, who do you want back? Right? Yeah. You know, if you're the coaching staff, who do you who do you want back? I mean, I mean, there's guys that you want back. Davion Harmon has another year. Uh, you you would want him back, Jalen Tyson. is only a sophomore. Um, Fardos Amek he does have another year. Certainly, you'd like to have him back. Um, Pop Isaacs um, has been really good as a freshman. Has shot the ball extremely well. It's been a spark for you. You want him back. And then you kind of then you kind of wonder about the other guys. What's the status of Daniel Bacho? You know, where where what happens with what happens with him? Does he? get healthy and and gain some strength and come back uh what's what's what happens there i don't i don't think he does
1: okay i don't think he comes back I, now the strength re heals. yes i hope i hope every player you know stays healthy and remains healthy throughout the their career but that would probably be the one i would say that that's a that's a solid maybe if, mm-hmm. if, if the return will happen but everybody else you just mentioned i from a, from a personal standpoint I would love to see the team I think the team's got the right players. we just got to find the right you know pieces to fit the puzzle the right pieces and you know how they fit but I think that the players are there yeah
2: you know as far as uh, then as far as uh, coaching I firmly believe that uh, Mark Adams will be back as a head coach. I don't see any reason that you would make that change now unless something else you know comes up that you know or they want to, to buy him out. And, you know, with regard to his staff, I don't have any internal knowledge as to who might leave or who might go. I mean, there's always going to be some of those um, movements, you know, on your on your staff, whether it's your your assistants or your your player development or your analysts or something along those lines. So um, we'll uh, we we'll just have to kind of wait and see uh, on that as far as uh, the ladies are concerned. And it's different because they have not been to a postseason tournament since the 2012 2013 season. That's 10 years. And, you know, Jamie and I were talking about this the other day. You know, there was a period of time where, with the uh, end of the Larry Hayes era uh, through the Dan Spencer era to the, you know, start of the Tim Tadlock era. You went 10 years without going to a baseball tournament. As, as hard as that is to believe, um, you have had in in within the last, you know, I don't know, 15 or so years, maybe it's maybe a little bit further back than that. You had a 10-year stretch where you didn't go to the the uh, baseball tournament. So as, as quickly as... There were
3: c- times you didn't make the Big 12 baseball tournament.
2: Yeah. 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 That and, means you were the last place in the league. Right. Because only nine teams play baseball. Right. It's crazy when you uh, think about that. Yeah. And so, you know, is, and I think you can turn things around basketball-wise faster than you ask yourself, well, Chuck, then why haven't the Lady Raiders done it? Well, I mean, it's just been a... A series of missteps. It has. It's. It's been an off season for basketball, but it's. Well, I think they have played it, much better this year. Than, yes. than. Than. You know. Than recent years. And. You know. We've. They're not. Quite to the stage where, you know, you 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 can go. Okay, this team should be playing in the NCAA tournament, but they're 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 not far. They're not far away, and they've got some kids coming in. That they've got a player that's uh, unfortunately got sidelined at the start of the season uh she'll be back jojo warry and and she'll be she'll have a real presence uh for this team next year athletically and and being someone that uh, can move up and down the floor and, and and cause teams a problem so i look forward to i look forward to seeing her and i look forward to seeing what this team can do tomorrow uh in iowa state iowa state's without their big center uh she played against uh, the lady raiders Back on December the thirty-first, and then got injured in the next game. So basically, nobody else in the Big Twelve had to deal with her, but but Tech. And so, uh, you know, it'll be an emotional day for them. I mean, they they come out and they support uh, both their basketball teams heavily uh, there in Ames. Uh, I I would expect uh, a legit eight to ten tomorrow at Hilton Coliseum, thousand, uh, and it'll be loud, and uh, they'll have their senior day and. Yadda, yadda, yadda. Well, we all know how that goes. Um, you know, last year we we got to experience um Baylor Senior Day, which culminated with a Big Twelve championship, which culminated with confetti raining down all over the place, green and gold. That was that was real that was real pleasant. Yuck. Yeah, yuck. It was a big <laughs> it's a big yuck. It's exactly that's exactly right. So it was six uh, six forty. Hey, this was uh uh, You know, last night uh, we carried uh, the Lubbock-Cooper game on uh, 100.7 The score, and they were winners last night over Fulcher. But Illinois and Michigan went to double overtime last night, and uh, Illinois hung on uh, for the victory. And, you know, it's unfortunate. And, and look, we're not the only ones that have gone through this, but T.J. Shannon, of course, hits hits a key free throw at the end of the game uh, for Illinois, and they end up winning – In double overtime, ninety-one to eighty-seven. So it just continues to add a little salt to the wound there. What McCuller did against you on on Tuesday for Kansas, and then what what Shannon did uh, yesterday. He had uh, he had twenty-one points. He was zero of five from beyond the arc. He was four of fourteen from the field, but still had twenty-one points in helping the Illini. Basically knocked Michigan out of the NCAA tournament, I think, at this point. Illinois is solidly in. Jeff has this day in sports history next.
0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Three days into the month of March, here with this day in sports history
2: is Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1950
3: today, the National American Football League. Mm Mm-hmm. They go back to being called the National Football League okay, on this there you day go. after three months. <laughs> they just said three months was enough.
2: Three three One little is experiment. better we We're going back. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Kind of Nin- like new
3: Coke, old Coke, right? Yeah, yeah we're, we're done here. Though. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Uh, 1953. Boston Braves, who owned the Milwaukee Minor League franchise, blocked the St. Louis Browns' attempt to shift their franchise to Milwaukee.
2: Hmm. They wanted Milwaukee for themselves. Yes, they did.
3: 1967 i have no idea why i looked couldn't find why the white Sox are given permission to use a semi dh in training camp with the home club's permission uh, basically using a pinch hitter twice in the same game no idea why got no clue spring training game right Uh, spring training so it didn't count right i got no idea why okay 1983, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Terry Bradshaw is admitted to the hospital for surgery to repair his throwing arm. He had an alias. Do you remember what the alias was? Oh, man. I'm going to say it, and you're going to be shocked. It's
2: like, uh... okay, go ahead. I can't remember. Tom Brady. <laughs> That's I had Tom in my head, but it was Tom Brady, huh? I don't think it was for, obviously, Tom no, Brady.
3: right. Just but uh, the irony. The irony that uh, Bradshaw goes into surgery as
2: Tom Brady. You know, and, and he has that surgery, and, and as a result, he comes out of that surgery, and, and they think he's going to be okay. And so in the NFL draft that's going to come up in 1983, they select Gabe Rivera from Texas Tech, and they bypass Dan Marino, who was a, who was available in the Pittsburgh Star, University of Pittsburgh Star. There was this there was this little kind of whisper rumor about Marino and mar- Marijuana, and the thought was that he needed to get out of Pittsburgh. And so the Steelers took uh, Gabe Rivera uh because they thought Bradshaw still had years left in him. They were wrong. Nineteen
3: ninety two not a good day to be a former New York Met because charges are filed in Florida against Mets Daryl uh, Daryl Boston, Vince Coleman, and Dwight Gooden of rape. They would be dropped in April. On this day in 1994, the U.S. IRS investigates baseball player Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> the irs
2: is investigating you good luck yeah it's not a not really a good sign right Mm. not saying
3: that they don't investigate
2: everybody on occasion Mm -hmm. but good luck yeah that's that's something you just really don't want to you don't want to hear from them right except unless it's your refund check right jeff
3: yeah you know uh bank error in your favor big fan not so much in their favor yeah (laughs) happy national cold cuts day A National Moscow Mule Day, which is a vodka, ginger beer, lime cocktail garnished with a slice of uh, lime and a spring of mint. Have you had one before? I have not, but it is on my
2: list to get to. Okay. You would have one. Sure.
3: I might not have two. Right. But I will have one. I mean, it's basically ginger ale, vodka and lime juice. Okay. There's not a lot in there that you sit there and go. That's not going to be tasty. Yeah, it's going to be what it is. Happy birthday to Julie Broen, who's 53. Jessica Beal, 41. Herschel Walker, 61. And San Antonio Holmes is 39 today. And at 1245 a.m. 1991, robbery, parolee, Rodney G. King, stops his car after leading police on a nearly eight-mile pursuit through the streets of Los Angeles, California. The chase began after King, who was intoxicated, was caught speeding on the freeway by a Chips police cruiser and refused to pull over. Los Angeles Police Department cruisers had a police helicopter join the pursuit. When King finally stopped by Hanson Dam Park, several police officers' car, police officers' cars descended on White's Hyundai. And I don't think you need me to describe the eighty-nine second video that followed, right? Yeah, no. Okay. That's
2: this day in sports history. Yeah. That is this day in sports history. Wow. So thirty two years ago today. Goodness gracious. Um six fifty this morning here on the morning drive. Uh thoughts, comments, Yates flooring center chat line, go to double T ninety seven three Dot com for that or the mobile app. Um, did you guys see the um, send off for the Groover girls basketball team when they're for their state? Yeah, that was neat. You know, just just in, just incredible. You know, the team buses are leaving and these guys with flags and horses and they're like riding at the same speed as the bus. Yeah, uh, the, the, yeah, a couple
1: of them were, were keeping up as as the video kept going. It was pretty neat to see.
2: Yeah, it was just it's just I mean that's that's something you don't uh, you don't quite see every day, right? I mean, it, but I thought that was I thought that was really cool. I'm gonna, you know, Bailey Moppin, who plays for the uh, Lady Raiders. I'm gonna ask her about that today, uh, about what that experience is like because that that uh, that's cool. I mean, these guys they've got Groover flags, they've got Texas flag, they've got an American flag. And these, these guys are on their horse. I mean and they are they are getting after it. You couldn't design
1: a more Texas way of sending off your high school basketball team than
2: than horses, flags and right. the open road like that. Yeah. Uh wow. So I mean just uh just just crazy uh when you when you see that. So they'll uh they'll uh, they'll play for they'll play tomorrow at uh, ten AM uh this morning i guess at 10 a.m today's friday right yeah let's play today at 10 a.m 651 this morning here on the morning drive your thought comment yates Morning, center chat line when you see things like uh does it kind of make your blood burn a little bit when you see uh tj shannon and kevin McCullough do well this week Do you kind of just go man that just sucks
3: yeah kevin mcculler
2: yeah.
1: yes
3: shannon shannon yeah yeah okay he didn't do it against us, or go to a team that we're going to face. Okay, I'm I not mean, wishing him luck. Yeah, not wishing him dead
2: either. <laughs> You're not wishing McCullough dead, are you? Yet to be determined. Yet to be determined. Okay, that's and, not off the table. And let, let's let's be honest. If it were flipped, if Shannon had gone to Kansas, you'd yes, feel you'd feel the, the, you'd feel the, that way about Shannon as yes, opposed to. McCullough. no, yeah. It's yeah. not an. It, no. This
3: is a case by case basis. <sighs> Right. I mean it's no one's mad at Davis Webb when he transferred to Cal.
2: Yeah. I mean it's we were mad at Baker for going to Oklahoma. Sure, sure. Do you think do you think Oral Roberts is mad at uh Kevin O'Banner? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And justifiably so, right? Sure. Sure.
3: And I would tell them they would be wrong if they weren't.
2: Right, yeah. You, you it just but it is uh it, it's unfortunate. It's just the uh it's the way of the world right now, right? You know, you've got uh I mean your your freshmen on this team are Lamar Washington, Pop Isaacs, uh Robert Jennings, uh CJ Williams, and then uh Elijah Fisher. Do you think Fisher's back next year, Jeff? I hope he's back. Got a coin? Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that's fair on on some I mean you know, Jalen. Tyson. Do you think Jalen Tyson? Do you think Texas? Mm. J- Tyson wasn't there long enough for Texas fans to be really bitter at him. He was only there a semester, and he transferred here last last semester. Yeah, it's a little different because he was only he only there a handful of games.
3: Yeah, it's a little different when they were they weren't significant yeah. time there.
2: You know, McCuller played here. You know, he was he he transferred or he came on board at semester of the final four year. So, you know he's he's been with this team for he wasn't eligible uh, to be on that team, but he was he was part of that team because he was a a very rare mid semester uh, signee, um, you know, and and uh, so it's just it's kind of kind of crazy the way that that the way that that uh, the way that that worked out uh, for him is that he. Uh, he was actually he got to experience that, even though he wasn't, you know, on the on the floor playing. But he and Terrence Shannon, remember him? He actually signed the same day as McCuller, and Shannon finished out his high school year McCullough, because he was injured. Joined at semester, and Shannon is long gone from uh, from the Red Raiders. All right, it's just before seven this morning at the morning drive. We'll visit uh, some baseball with Jamie Lind today at seven fifteen. Give us a preview of this. Uh, classic that they're involved with in Houston, uh, as uh, Tech takes on uh, Rice today at 10.30, first pitch at 11. Tomorrow it's Michigan, and then uh, Sunday evening they'll face Texas
0: A&M. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. You know, depending on which
4: poll you're looking at, the Red Raiders may be the highest-ranked team. So I think it's good for college baseball to have these kind of things because you, it helps to promote the you know, the, uh, the, sport. I think it helps to promote certain programs or whatever. But I'm, I'm not sure this, you know, it's always the best one. I mean, at times I think the field has made it the best, but I, I don't know that it's necessarily that way this year
2: in with uh, Jamie Lind, who's uh, going to have uh, baseball for us today, as Texas Tech takes on Rice today. Uh, Brendan Gurton gets the uh, ball today for the Red Raiders, two and zero with a one sixty four earned run average. Uh, is this the thing of sign of things to come of him being a Friday night guy?
4: Yeah, I, I would assume so. I, I felt like uh, you know coming into the season that he was the you know, the bulldog type mentality that you liked on a, on a Friday night. And so um, it didn't didn't um, surprise me that Coach Tadlock elected to, to put him in that role after the first weekend of the season where he was so good on Friday coming out of the bullpen. But, um, you know, he and Molina are 1A, 1B as far as talented guys you're going to rely on at the top of the rotation this year. I think you could mix them Either way, um, but I, I like the mentality of Brendan Durton on Friday, so i will be I'll be a little surprised if he doesn't stay there for most of the year
2: and then just from a from a hitting standpoint, this this team's not going to cover off the baseball, including Gavin Cash, who's hitting five thirty eight uh, Dylan carter four fifty, Tracer Lopez. I love that name, Jamie. I think that his parents ought to be commended Tracer Lopez that. I think that's just awesome.
4: Yeah, it's a good name. There's a there's some some good good baseball names on this team. I think Gavin Cash is a yes. pretty good one. Yes, as, as well. Gage yeah, Harrelson. Yeah, offensively, um, there's just not much to complain about at this point of the season. We know the level of competition is going to raise, but. But you're talking about uh, nine, excuse me, eight different regulars that are hitting over 300 at this point. You're talking about, you know, seven different guys uh, who, you know, are at or near. I think I think it's seven different guys who have at least nine runs batted in so far this season. I mean, so it's up and down the lineup. You're getting a lot of production on base percentages. Uh, I think there's seven more guys that are over 400 with the on-base percentage. So, um, you know, you're hitting you're hitting with power. You're running the base as well. Um, again, the level of competition is going to increase, but there's just not a lot to dislike about what you've seen from the Red Raider bats so far. And considering you were really just bringing back three guys, and, and Ty Coleman and Hudson White and Owen Washburn, that, played significant time in the field at the plate for the Red Raiders last year. I think that was the big question, Mark, coming into the season. You know, who are these guys and, you know, what, what, what can they do? You lost the big names of Chase Young and Kurt Wilson and so on and so forth. And um, I don't think there's any questions that this offense can get the job done now.
2: According to the notes, Ty Coleman's in the lineup. So you might uh, you might see him uh, tonight or this morning as opposed to what's gone on this week.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't I mean, don't bet your life on it. Those are just project project right. starters. But I, I, you know, after seeing Ty doing the running drills last week or this week on Tuesday, and then taking batting practice on Wednesday, uh, Coach Tadlock said he thought you would see him this weekend. So uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If he's he's in the lineup, and hopefully so. But that's that's another thing. I mean, Drew Woodcox came in 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 his place, and in limited time, he he drove in ten runs. So, um, but there's a lot of depth to this lineup. But
2: it'd be nice to have Ty back. He's a big part of it. Coach Tadlock probably wishes he could have a rule like uh, everybody on the bench has to bat. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> both, both teams. Okay, let me ask you this: uh, Which do you think? And this may be a question for you, is if if for one of your pregame comments with Coach uh, Coach Tadlock. This might be a question, potential question for you. Which do you okay. think he'd be the most pleased with in leading the nation? double plays doubles or sacrifice flies Texas Tech has the owns the top mark in those three statistical categories entering this weekend's play
4: uh, I think without a doubt he would say doubles Okay I think he without a doubt he would say doubles I think um you know, sacrifice flies is impressive, and that's good. It's showing that your situational hitting's been good, and you've been taking advantage of opportunities when you're getting, you know, runners over there to third with less than two outs. But I think doubles is, you know, that's that's um, run producing, that's driving in runs, that's, um, you know, uh, big, big swings and not creating outs that hopefully lead to bigger innings. Usually sacrifice flies don't lead to big innings. You know, that's, a, okay, we got one here, which is good. You, you're not going to complain about that. But doubles tend to lead more towards towards big innings because you're not creating it out there. Um, and we've kind of joked about his comments to me a few years ago about the double play thing when they were you know one of the top teams in the country. And, and and his response to me about that was, well, if you're you know near the top in the country and double plays, that just means you let a lot of people on base. Yeah. So yeah. he'd probably prefer that they. You know, our number one in the country are strikeouts or groundouts rather than double plays.
2: All right, give us your best stuff uh, today uh, with regard to uh, Tech and Rice. First pitch at uh, 11, pregame at 1030. <laughs> my, our, my best stuff? Yeah, give, what, the, the, give us a nugget uh, about Rice today. What do you think about them?
4: Um, you know, they're, uh, I, I think the level of competition is going to go up every game this week. I don't think that Rice is necessarily probably any better than Air Force or anybody that we've played this week. I think Michigan will be a little bit tougher, and I think Texas A&M will be by far be the toughest. They come in with a 3-5 and five record. they got a former big leaguer as their manager and Jose Cruz Jr., who obviously is a, a Rice legacy and all that good stuff um parker smith is going to pitch for them he's a right hander he pitched against the red raiders on sunday last year and, and was actually pretty good had a lead for a while tech trailed in that game four one before coming back to win seven to four but um uh i i think you know, he's the ace of their staff so um even though i don't think that rice is the toughest team here i think that you know getting to face off with their ace is is a good thing for the red raiders and it'll be a good challenge
0: all
2: right. Uh, I wonder if uh, Caribbean Cruise will be there too to to watch Rice. <laughs> no, uh, I'm missing your joke, Jose Caribbean okay. Cruise. You know the, you know. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I mean it's Houston. Oh,
4: you Chris you, you Berman on me. Oh, yeah, I did. I
2: did, I did, I did, uh, I did. See, I'm terrible at getting jokes, Chuck. That's myself. all right. That's all right. Uh, we will look for Jamie in about uh, three hours and five minutes as uh, he and Mike Gustafson will have uh, the broadcast today. First pitch at 11 tomorrow. Same uh, bat channel in time, 10, 30, and 11. Take on Michigan. And then Sunday night, it's uh, Tech and Texas A&M. Jamie's question of the day, delivered by Matt, is next at 725. Your daily
0: dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 7.31 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Thank you for
2: being with us today. Uh, there was a question for Jamie. Hey, Jamie, did you eat breakfast with Coach T? He's already, he told us he hadn't spoken to anybody yet. We were... We were the first persons he spoke with today. That
3: doesn't mean he didn't have breakfast with somebody. It just means he didn't talk to him if he did.
2: <laughs> I don't think he's been outside of his room yet. So he's maybe he's getting getting ready to go down and have a little breakfast. Who knows? Maybe he has already. He's used to getting up early. But maybe he's maybe he slept in. I'm not aware of his, you know, nocturnal habits when he's yeah. on the when he's on the road. Okay? I just know that um if I were a guessing man, he, he heated up whatever he had for breakfast at seven fifteen. Yeah. Okay? But he was talking to us, so he couldn't do that. So now he has to do that. All right. Question of the day uh, delivered by Matt today.
1: All right. And we've we've kind of briefly talked about it, ironically, but I I wanted to to get a a more depth of what you think about this. So what does it mean more for Texas Tech basketball in terms of recruiting, you know, next year? Would it be, you know, and of course hypotheticals, winning the NIT, making it to the Big 12 final game, and obviously losing, or is it just all about the NIL deals?
2: I think It's all about the NIL. <laughs> I think I think it's rule number one. I think it's I think it's follow the money. Um, you know, it used to be about the uh, amenities. It used to be about uh, who has the plushest uh, rooms and things like that, and uh, the nicest basketball facility. And now I think it's just about you know the old you know Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. Yeah, option you know? option three I think yeah. would be the the, the favorite. But show, I just show show me the money. Uh, you know, and that I get it. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm torn on this in a way because, on one hand, I mean they they get a extremely valuable uh, opportunity to have a college degree, and in and in many cases, uh, an opportunity to come away with a master's degree. Mm-hmm. Okay, the the opportunity is there for them, uh, depending on how hard they want to. Apply themselves from a scholastic standpoint to provide themselves with a tremendous education. Okay, uh, knowing that a very, very, very small percentage are ever going to play professionally. You know, especially especially the basketball uh, guys and gals. For the most part, they have to leave the country to do it. I yep. mean, your your opportunity to make the NBA is is virtually nil. And then on the on the college football side, if you don't make the NFL. There's nothing for you. And I know that there's people going to say, oh, there's an XFL, USFL. Well, you know what? They'll be out of business this time next year. You're not going to hear me argue. They'll, to- they'll, they'll, they'll be out of business. I, I think the worst thing that happened with regard to that was when uh, the NFL got out of the NFL Europe experience. So I think that was valuable experience for those guys and coaches as well, administrators, um, to kind of work their way back into a, an NFL opportunity. So uh, I don't think I think I don't think either one of them will survive. I don't know which one is what better funded. Um, you know, if the USFL is better funded because it's backed more by Fox, um, or if it's the XFL, I don't know. I don't care uh, to be quite frank with you. Uh, I couldn't care less. The next play I watch of the XFL, or the USFL will be the first. I'm a by seasons guy. I've said that repeatedly. It's basketball season right now. When basketball season ends, it'll be baseball season for me. I enjoy spring training. I enjoy this time of year. I enjoy getting the the first games off for the for the Red Raiders. I've come to appreciate and embrace and 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 uh, and look forward to college baseball more than you know ten years ago or twenty years ago. Uh, I grew up in a professional city, so I'm more of a major league baseball guy than I am a college baseball guy. Um, but that having been said uh i'm not a you know fall ball guy for baseball or a spring guy for football okay yep and i'm and i'm not and i'm not an nba guy at all anymore for so many different reasons and and one the primary is the style of play um and then the the whole everything else is just kind of turned me off i'm just turned off completely although the athleticism in the nba is is substantial all right jeff your your shot at this, which which is it?
3: See, I'm just gonna let the the OJ's answer my question for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I need to say anything else. No, so, uh, but you know, as far as the, I, th- I think that the the problem is is that they didn't handle college sports, they didn't handle this uh, name, image, and likeness deal well at all, especially with regard to the transfer. Especially with regard to how they're handling the money, and in it's it's almost become a because somebody asked if uh, these tech NIL deals are one year deals. I don't know. Um, I've heard that some are multi year deals, or and I've heard I've heard otherwise. So I I just I don't know what the commitment is to the player from the donor or from the to specific people. Um, I don't know how that works, and I think I think this is all still kind of very fluid. But I think if you're kind of on the athlete side of things and you look at how the money has changed for the colleges and how the budgets have gone up exponentially and the salaries have gone up exponentially for the coaches especially the coaches you have to look at the go well the, these guys are providing the product and you know a four-year education is not is not the same today as it was 20 years ago in terms of what the coach is being paid and what the university is getting out of it. I mean, remember we're not that far removed the end of the 1990s where your athletic budget was, I don't know, $15 million yep. for the whole thing. Yeah. And now, and now your TV deal, your TV money is 30, $40 million.
3: Did Matt get a chance to answer his question?
2: Yes, he did. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I
1: was getting ready for the OJ. Did you? you, you answered it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys both. I think it, I think it's it's actually a more of a, a a multi answer for the question, right? I think that if there is, it is any, you know, your elite recruits, your 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 top four stars, and for sure your five stars, it is all about the NIL. I think it's where can I get the most money because you're going to play no matter where you go if you, if that's what your your recruiting rank is as a four or five. Now maybe you know some of the the recruits that are two, three stars or, or three stars that are on the fence about certain schools that might not get that big NIL deal. Yeah, I think that the the program's, you know, record or the the program, how they stand right now and where they're at and where they're, you know, trajected to go or whatnot, I think could have, have a play into it. But, no, I think it's all about the NIL deal for they the most part.
2: They just didn't roll it out very well. And that's, and that's, that's the NCAA's fault or that's – that's the college business side of its fault it's not the players fault um, they just rolled it out poorly and and there became loopholes in it and uh, schools jumped through it and had opportunities and and somebody asked me this so you guys were working for free today no and i didn't say that either i i said that it's different today than it was 20 30 years ago because of the money so they should be getting something but they're not they're not just you know working out of cardboard boxes either. I mean there's 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 nice uh, nice rooms for these guys, nice nice rooms, nice apartments for these guys. There's extra there's extra money per month. But again, I do feel like they should they should get something above and beyond what they're already getting. I just don't know if you want to get into this money race as opposed to an arms race uh with with this. And and I don't have the answers. Um I'm just offering my opinion. I think there should be something there. I don't know that there's that these should be six-figure jobs yeah and and but you but but when you look at what they're getting what they're what they're providing what the school gets if you do this if you do perform well you could say no it deserves to be a six-figure job yeah and I and you know I'll just say it I have no issue with with
1: NIL and you know as a as a whole now there's probably some things that could be tightened up but if 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 somebody's willing to outside of a university pay a student to come to this school and to perform and and everything that goes in there and everything that goes on behind behind closed doors, I mean, I'm not here to tell somebody else what to do with their own money. And sure. If that's what they want to do, then that's fine. And, and unfortunately, it makes college sports all about the money, and it, and it makes it hard to you know for certain schools to compete. But that's just where we're at in today's society, and, and nothing's going to change that because. Paying college athletes has been on every discussion board for probably, I feel like, the
2: last 15 years. I mean, that's just what it's been. Well, you can go back to the 70s and when people were doing it illegally and having $100 handshakes and things like that. We've just finally legalized something that has gone on for decades. You're just trying to figure out how to get kind of a handle on it. It seems to be spinning a bit out of control. 740 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station,
0: Double T 97.3. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T973, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Hey, good morning. It is uh the Morning Drive. We're never slow. Uh I don't know. For, that wasn't
3: exactly lightning fast
2: getting into this. I was just letting, him, I was letting Fog Hat go a little bit there. Okay. You yeah, I'm just letting. Him, wasn't
3: exactly fast.
2: I know. Just, but, but generally speaking, we're, I was a
3: little worried you weren't noticing that it was Fog No, Hat no, was, no. Like was, maybe we'd changed format.
2: No, uh-uh, I was uh, just, uh, just, just, en- just enjoying that. Just maybe, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, good morning, with uh, Jamie Linton Houston. Matt Stinson is in with us uh, today. I'm Chuck Hines. Jeff McGuire. Just heard his voice as well. Should be familiar to you. We are the Morning Drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. We come to you from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T 97.3.com for that of the mobile app. Hey, attention all you employers out there. I did not realize this. And to you employees of said businesses uh, across uh, this fine landscape that is Lubbock, Texas. Today, I don't know who came up with this. We didn't have this in this day in sports history. But today is Employee Appreciation Day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So today is Employee Appreciation Day. So if you, uh, if you ever uh, didn't feel appreciated by your employer uh, today, today is the day that you are appreciated. So today is Employee Appreciation Day. Okay. So if you get fired today, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, my guess is it's probably on you. Maybe they'll postpone it till Monday. You know, maybe you know. Usually, Friday's the day for that. <laughs> usually, Friday's the day for that. That way, it kind of allows everybody to get over it over the weekend. Especially if you are a popular employee. Uh, if you get laid off, that's a little bit different uh, than getting than getting fired. Usually, if you get fired, kind of feel like it's probably probably on on you for the for the for the most part would be would be my would be my guess. Probably something that that you have done that you get didn't take responsibility for, or didn't do good enough, and so as a result of that. They said, hey, we like you, but you can't be around here anymore. So hopefully that does not uh, happen to any of us today, right? No. Getting promoted to a customer is never the, the thing you want. <laughs> <laughs> Getting promoted to a customer. We'll have uh, Texas Tech Baseball on the air for you today. That'll be at 1030. The first pitch at uh, a little after 1- 11 today, about 1102, I would guess. Uh, Red Raiders will employ Brandon Gurton on the hill today they are uh, 10 and 0 entering this weekend's play they'll play michigan tomorrow same time 10 30 broadcast time 11 o'clock first pitch from minute made and then sunday evening scheduled to go at seven o'clock uh first uh going on the air at about 6 30. maybe i should ask this for one of our upon further review questions jeff as a as a bonus question but if you were to guess what time will first pitch be on Sunday night?
3: Here's the thing. It's not like the Big 12 tournament okay. where um, they schedule for two-hour baseball games. Okay. Because they're trying to get like eight games in in one day. Okay. And while that's an exaggeration a little bit on both parts. They're just pulling the wool you over your eyes is. a little bit. It's I I think they're doing three hours between games three, okay. with a 30-minute gap between the two. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty close to what they should be. So I'm guessing it'll be before 7 for first pitch. Oh, okay. Really? Before 7? Well, 6.30. Well, I guess it's a 6.30 pregame on Sunday, isn't it? So a little after 7, but I'm not thinking any past 7.30. Okay. It's pretty. I bet it's pretty close. Pretty spot on. Okay. Pretty spot like on. it's only three games. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like the Big 12 tournament where they start at 10. Sure. And they're trying to get four games in in two hours apiece with the last game schedule at 6.00 when everybody and their brother knows that it won't be on, they won't even be finishing the third game until after
2: six. Okay, well, usually you're you're pretty spot on. Usually you're kind of negative on these things in terms of them starting on time. This is
3: a major league baseball uh, organization that is running this as opposed to the Big 12. They understand how long a (laughs) baseball game is.
2: there
3: you go a, for the record the rangers there's, when a, there's, a, there's
2: <laughs> the slider that comes in and hits you in the head <laughs> the the one the rangers did
3: they uh-huh. were pretty close to like i think okay. they did an extended pregame but uh-huh. it wasn't like they were on for 45 minutes okay it was wasn't like, it too
2: bad right no
3: they were cool okay so we'll talk for baseball for an extra five minutes okay. oh no what will gus ever do right <laughs> b12 tournament so yeah, we're looking at having a two-hour delay. Okay. So yeah, we'll move the broadcast. No, these, right. these are generally run a lot better than the Big 12 tournament.
2: All right, we will uh, have uh, on the air for you tomorrow. Lubbock Cooper girls basketball. This ain't just another game. This is for the state championship. This is they've gone as far as they can go, and now they just need to complete the task. They'll take on Frisco Liberty uh, tomorrow. We'll have the broadcast beginning at two thirty. That's the pregame. And then uh, the tip uh, tomorrow from San Antonio, and we'll have that at uh, at three o'clock tomorrow. So that's uh, exciting times uh, for uh, Lubbock Cooper and uh, the Lady Pirates. So that uh, I hope they win. I think that uh, that'd be that'd be awesome uh, to have a a state champion in our midst. Uh, they're the only ones within the city uh, that is uh, that is playing for a state championship. Uh, so we'll see what happens tomorrow. Two thirty. And then 3 o'clock, uh, the uh, the broadcast time. We'll have uh, Red Raider and Lady Raider basketball on the air for you tomorrow, just in time order. Ladies go first. Uh, they're on at 2.30 tomorrow. We're on from Ames tomorrow. Mark and I'll have it from Hilton Coliseum at 3 on 107.7. Yes, FM. It'll be senior day for uh, Iowa State. They'll have eight to 10,000 there at uh, Hilton Coliseum as uh, Iowa State's trying to improve there. Their, their lie uh, for the uh, NCAA tournament that's coming up and uh, for the women I mean any win now is uh, again a, a, a plus in terms of, of helping you for postseason play uh, fully expect them to get into the Wnit you know you you win tomorrow and you win a couple of games in Kansas City and then you can then you can talk about the other four-letter tournament um, without without question um, but uh, tomorrow's a tall task but hey it's it's not impossible, So, especially with how they, they played Baylor last week and uh, how they've played other schools uh, this year. They played Iowa State first in the Big 12 of the season. and did not fare well, uh, but Iowa State had their big center. Uh, and they'll come in ranked 23rd in the country, although they come off of a loss to Kansas. Iowa State is 10-7, and 7, and they're uh, locked in in a tie for technically fourth place right now. Uh, because, um, well, it's going to... Yeah, Texas and Oklahoma are tied for first. And then you have uh, actually Oklahoma State and Iowa State will then be tied for third along with Baylor. They're all 10 and 7. There'll be tie breaks that'll go in there. And then West Virginia, Kansas, Texas Tech, K-State, and TCU. Lady Raiders will take on Kansas State next week in the Big 12 tournament. That'll be in the 8-9 game. And uh, Texas Tech has beaten K-State twice this year. So you'll have the proverbial can you beat a team three times conversation next week which i think they can okay but k-state is playing better they're 5 and 12 and they're 16 and 14 and those games will come to us next week from municipal auditorium uh also tomorrow here in lubbock uh, at united supermarkets arena it's oklahoma state and texas tech it seems anticlimactic and i guess there's no other way to say it but yeah, it, it is anticlimactic. It's the uh, farewell tour. Yeah, and so Kevin O'Banner will uh, be the lone senior that's going out. I'm not going to say he's the only guy that's not coming back next year. We don't know. Um, but uh, the Red Raiders have a chance to you know, add to their NIT resume, cert, per se, and get themselves ready for Big 12 play next week, which will be Wednesday for them as uh, they'll be in the Big 12 tournament. The men's side is Wednesday through Saturday, the women Thursday through Sunday.
0: This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97 3 podcasts at doublet973.com.